0: This show is a part of Pop Americana. For more great shows like this one, please check the link in the episode description. Cartoons. The Animated Frontier. These are the voyages of the Cellcast podcast. Its continuing mission? To explore strange new cartoons. To seek out new animation styles and new creative storytelling methods. To boldly go where so few ever go again.
1: Progress is part of Christian Reek Central Network. Christian Reek Central. Rock wrong. Hey, Scoop, what are you doing, man? I don't know. I'm supposed to be reading an ad. <laughs> All right, hold on. Give me Give me it. Okay. <laughs> All right. This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cellcast. Reactions. Joining me today is a man who's, uh, just gotta get
1: that bone. Jacob. Where's my, where's bone? come on, where's that? Why, thank you. I'd like to introduce our co-host. Um, a man who, well, this would be Frank. it's a cat spot all the time. Welcome, Drew. Actually, I'd blame the
0: mouse. But anyway, how are you doing, Jacob? Uh...
1: Famished. Let's just say that. Famished. <laughs> Earlier, Famished. you were saying you were stuffed. I feel like a stuffed elephant. <laughs> Let's be frank. Oh. Right.
0: <laughs> so, in case y'all are wondering what we're talking about, we are doing a reaction today to the movie Tom and Jerry that just came out this last weekend. Hmm. Uh, we unfortunately did not get to talk about what we were hoping for or what our expectations were going into right. the movie because of uh, timing in this instance. We are about to jump into our spoiler-free section, so if y'all are ready to do it, let's do it. Alrighty. I think the nicest thing I can say about this movie is that it's... No, not the nicest. The fairest thing I can say about this movie is that it's okay. Okay? Okay. I I mean, there's some things it does good. There's some things that it doesn't do good. Uh, If you got kids, I'm sure they're going to enjoy this, but... This, as a uh, a movie that is very obviously taking some inspiration in movie making from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. More so than some of the more modern 2D, 3D, uh, 2D live action movies. Uh, it does a, There's some things it does really well on that front. Some things it doesn't do very well on that front. What are your thoughts?
1: Oh, gosh. Well... I could say this, be like, the movie has so many plot threads through it going on. They finish those plot threads. Mm-hmm. They, they, they give a solid conclusion to those plot threads. And for honestly, like, watching the film, I'm thinking, like, okay, they're going to drop this. They're going to forget about this plot thread. No, they continue through it. Yeah. And just props for, like, continue, completing your story. Um, completing all your little stories. Yeah, completing all of them, which was surprising. Like you have a nice little bow at the very end of all the all all of your uh, story points. Uh, it's it's a little it's it's fun. It's a fun little movie. It's it made me laugh quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely uh, Jerry getting his comeuppance. Uh, comeuppance. There a we go. Times. Yeah, quite a few. Uh, li- great homages to uh, the Tom and Jerry universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the big the big dog. Some. You m- know.
0: Um a couple, oh, one other little Hanna Barbera character that shows up twice in the movie. Yes, going down. You knew what they this is a horrible droopy
1: impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just you know, like there, there are so many little homages. What was the uh, there was one joke at the very beginning where it's. Um, well, let's not spoil any of the jokes if no, we no, can no, help no, it. No. no, yeah, let's let's not go there yet. But. Um, yeah, I I spoke earlier. Tom getting is up of a of a comeuppance, comeuppance. Thank you, because uh, Jerry's the mouse and he gets away with everything. Well, uh, a lot. Yeah, quite a bit. And uh, yeah, it was it was fun. Be like if if you want to go watch this movie with your kids, and it's it's a fun little film. It's fun. Yeah, I mean it's not.
0: I, I'm not, I'm not sitting here wanting my seven dollars back for my matinee pricing. Right. But, I mean, there are parts... I am disappointed by parts of the movie, I will say. Just because it's not as good as it could have been. Yeah. Uh, I will say, this is not much of a spoiler, but they do take the modern, family-friendly movie trope of having all everyone who is uh, a human being being incredibly two-dimensional. Yeah, agreed. And that's my biggest issue with it. Agreed. Is that almost the 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 live action characters seem flatter than the cartoon characters.
1: I'll agree with you on that.
0: That's the nicest way I can put that without spoiling anything. But we'll get more into that on the spoiler free yeah. side when I can open up.
1: Yeah. Overall, overall, it's kind of a mer film for me. Yeah. It's you know there again middle of the road. Um, uh, it if you're a kid if you're a young child. Uh, you're going to enjoy it because it's a lot of plot plot crawls it's funny it's got a lot of humor in it and it's it's an enjoyable film if you're a kid An adult you might find some of the more be like you're going to find a lot of the 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 callbacks a lot Mm -hmm. of the callbacks and a lot of the recurring characters from the Tom and Jerry world very uh very funny very funny to see and very humorous to see uh yeah that's all i gotta say in the spoiler free section
0: all right well that brings us to the end of the spoiler free section i believe so join us on the other side of the bumper and we will get to spoiling tom and jerry the following is a spoiler filled reaction to the movie tom and jerry listener discretion is advised so I want to start off with some of the positive things okay. about the movie. Uh, biggest positive for me is the fact that the slapstick between Tom and Jerry is spot on. Agree. This is some of the best. To- they've got the the feel of the old cartoons between uh, the interactions between Tom and Jerry down pat. Oh yeah. Both from the uh, the slapstick Tom chasing Jerry all around to even the parts where Jerry has got to is a uh, you know, being more friendly with mm-hmm. Tom. Yeah. Uh, even the bringing in, uh, I keep to calling him Butch, but that's one of the cats spike, mm-hmm. uh, ha- is he's probably the weaker of the three, but his interactions, at least with the, the physical interactions with Tom and Jerry seem to be right there. Uh, Not where they're supposed to be. The comedy is actually, the comedy in these sections, the slapstick comedy, I think is right where it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. It is very reminiscent. It is not what I was afraid we were going to get. Because my, I was afraid we were going to get Tom and Jerry the movie from the 90s. Yeah. Which is not good at all. That's one we're going to have to do if we ever do bad movie month.
1: Yeah. I, but, I, d- I do have to say here, yeah. uh, I had someone telling me the entire week uh, coming up to this review, uh, someone I work with was telling me, like, oh, they talk, they talk, they talk. The entire time, just the Thankfully, bother Thankfully,
0: Tom and Jerry never yes. talk.
1: Yeah. The closest
0: <laughs> you get is uh, a lip syncing scene with Tom while he's on the piano. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did hear one of the classic Tom yells in the background of the scene. Yes, you did. But that's about it. Yeah,
1: so just a shout out to Patrick. They didn't talk.
0: <laughs> well, Tom and Jerry didn't Tom talk. Tom and Jerry didn't talk. More on my I... opinions on other talking animals in this film in a couple minutes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that part was good. I uh, I loved... I would love to know how they did the Jerry moving the hole scene, that shot. Because I mean, that's a classic Tom and Jerry oh, trope, yeah. and they do it without looking, without it looking fake, which is amazing in and of itself. Because that's a those close-up shots of the door looked like it was built into the set. Yeah, this looks when they when he does the the move so to make Tom run into the wall instead of into his hole. That actually looked pretty good for what it, it did. was. It And the other thing I think this movie does good is, um, the physical interactions between the cartooned characters and the live action characters, I actually think are done very well. Uh, I haven't really seen this good in one of these kind of things. I think since who framed Roger rabbit, I would agree. I would agree in, a lot of, in some cases. Yeah. Cause I, I in a lot of cases, when you have these two D three these two cart uh, animated live action combo hybrid films, the uh, they almost go to, out of their way to make sure that the animated characters and animated elements and the human characters and elements are live action ones never really interact that much. Yeah, they almost go out of their way. This one they don't. I mean, there's plenty of stuff where they had to make the the uh, the live action stuff act like it would in a cartoon mhm but at the same time there's plenty of times where i mean well for instance for, for a long portion of this movie when tom's working at the hotel yeah he's wearing the little hat and the name tag and much like who framed roger rabbit you know when they filmed it that stuff had to be they had to have that stuff float in midair or have i don't know some, some sort of uh, animatronic thing to hold those elements. Yeah, or puppeteers so could, or, like that. or puppeteers to animate and animate the characters around those movements. I suspect what they had to have done was film, much like Roger Rabbit, film all the live action stuff first, mm-hmm. and then go back and do the cartoon elements. And they actually do a very good job with it. They do. That's what's amazing about yeah. it. Uh, and the uh, live action cartoony elements where they yeah. that actually handles it it looks like the cartoon but in a live-action setting does. they do a good job with that I think
1: yeah the uh like you said the animation in it is very well done it definitely it does have it does have that reminiscent of you know the old Tom and Jerry cartoons mm-hmm. it has the the slapstick it has the uh brutality humor yes. to call it um,
0: it's amazing how they did so that's the thing. When you look back at that bad Tom and Jerry movie, they tried to tone it down, and it didn't work. Yeah, here it's there's it's not you know a hit a minute like the co- cartoons were, mm-hmm. but for the most part, when they actually do it, they're going full tilt. Oh yeah, they they match the line work amazingly well, which is good consider which is amazing because this is like the characters are all three D. Yeah, and they look like their two D counterparts. They, they weren't horribly redesigned. Now you can tell when you're looking at it that the shading around Tom and Jerry and the way they've got the stuff on there that it's three dimensional objects yeah. that are designed to look <coughs> like animated character, two yeah. uh, D animate the two D animate characters. But after a couple minutes into the film, that becomes so natural, you kind of you kind of forget
1: that it's there. Yeah. It just kind of like just naturally mm-hmm. flows together.
0: It's a little jarring at the beginning, but yeah, you, you used because to it. because of a certain character I'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, but anyway,
1: you already know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I think so, but anyway. But just uh, they again. It's it's a fun little film. It's a fun little film. Uh, it has all these just. I'm going to keep repeating myself all these great nuances to, you know, the Tom and Jerry universe, mm-hmm. and it's a joy to watch, definitely when you have uh, droopy dogs in there. In two very dark cameos.
0: Yes, exactly. I mean, the first time he's, uh, is, is a background image where he's the Joker. Yes. In that uh, Joker-esque <laughs> top makeup, and you're going, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then when he's... In the uh, dog pound. In the, in the pound. And he's dressed like... uh electric, uh, <laughs> <and laughs> in Silence of the Lambs. And at first you go... And you don't see it coming because you're no. saying... All these dogs, you know, saying, Hey, Tom, blah, blah, blah. Oh, look, fresh meat, blah, blah, blah. And then the
1: camera shifts over. It's like, Hello, boys. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> It, it honestly took me a second to realize what it was. Yeah. Because I was thinking, like, okay, it's a muzzle. No, Ooh, that's a that, hockey mask. That's a hockey <laughs> yes. mask. Oh that, my that is, that, is, that
0: is a muzzle. But yeah. it's Hannibal Hector's muzzle. muzzle. <laughs> that was a oh. great joke. And if there, you're going to throw that joke to somebody, it's droopy. Uh huh. It is droopy. <laughs> uh, some of the so, so good. best droopy cameos i think i have yes ever seen. oh my god! i wish though we got more droopy because we only got those two good cameos and yeah they use them well but it's like uh you c- he could have been the doorman maybe
1: could have been but and that would have made the doorman
0: a little bit more of a interesting character but yeah, yeah then we wouldn't get these cameos so that's true anyway it's just me being pedantic um <laughs> uh- You got anything else? No, actually, don't. Okay, then, time to get into the problems of this. Yes, film. and I'm going to start with the first one.
1: Okay, I'm
0: not going to go in numerical order, but this is the one that's in my mind most. Okay, and it should have, and, and to some degree, it foreshadows the biggest problem the movie has. All right, get into it. Okay. I hate that stupid pigeon.
1: Oh my gosh! Yes, I knew I knew that's where you were going. Yes, because this because apparently it's the director doing this. Yes, and I'm like, and it's on badly auto tune. Yes. Oh my gosh, uh, the auto tune throughout this sh- movie is is atrocious. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. I, I, I I suspect it's even the the director. Doing Tom at that, doing Tom singing in that one scene that he, Tom's lip syncing to, because it kind of sounds the same, but I, I have never heard auto-tune this bad. Yeah. And here's the thing when I, when you think auto-tune, of course, T-Pain is one of the first ones to come to mind because he used it liberally. Yeah. But he did it for artistic reasons. Yeah. His stuff, while I don't like it, yeah,
1: works. Right. To some
0: degree for what he's doing. I don't think they knew what they were doing with Auto-Tune. I think they were just playing with it and put this music to it that feels like they just got it off the shelf and just threw it into the movie. Because the music, none of the music in the movie fits, mm. Tom and Jerry, in my no. opinion. And the, the licensed music is the worst stuff. I say the licensed music. The quote-unquote songs with the, the rap songs, let's be, let's be honest. Yeah. I haven't looked at the lyrics, but I suspect they have nothing to do with a cat chasing a mouse. No, it's... Or a hotel hosting a party, a, a wedding. I suspect that's what it, that's the case. I think they just took random New York City... Is, uh I say random New York City. Just random rap songs that they felt gave a New York City vibe and just ran with that.
1: Or, like, uh, you stated something in the theater, that it sounded like they literally just took... Uh, songs from the radio mm-hmm. and just be like just plug it in there and now I, I now, understand that I, can work. Yeah Can't that can, me can wrong. work that can work but
0: when you're if this was if this was if if Tom if this was a movie that was made in a vacuum the Tom and Jerry cartoons didn't exist and this was just something solely original. Yeah I would be fine but this is a Tom and Jerry. Yeah which means I have to look back at the amazing work done in those Tom and Jerry cartoons because that music in there fits that the manic ener- energy, mm-hmm. and we get and uh, yeah, it's classic Looney Tunes esque uh, or- orchestral, which is you know, I get it, it's not you know, yeah. fashionable right now to have what I consider great orchestral music, but. I think it act, not having something like that, especially not even playing maybe the opening Tom and Jerry theme from mm. the cartoons yeah. in there for a little bit, almost detracts. And I, I always feel like this when you do a licensed movie and they never play the thing's theme song. Yeah. It detracts from the movie as a whole, in my opinion, mm. because you're not, pa- or, not, it doesn't detract from the movie. It's You're not paying rightful homage to source
1: material in agreed. my opinion agreed but like i said this le- leads to my other big problem okay so before you lead into your second problem let, let me just because the the pigeons in this movie are annoying i yes, i both, got annoyed but, every
0: time i saw one
1: yeah because the, the 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 reaction when our our lead <laughs> narrator pigeon gets slammed <laughs> no he didn't get
0: slammed we're sitting <laughs> there though Get hit by the train Get hit by, the, by the, train. the train That would that would make
1: Give this a all
0: worthwhile no. If he gets hit by the train <laughs> That's bringing Tom to New York City I would let All my feelings about this stupid picture go Because then I could go You planned for that You wanted us to hate the character So that we would get a laugh When he got hit and run over by the train Yeah And that's not that what happens, happens. <laughs> The only time we see anybody get run over by the train Was Angel Tom
1: that is true. And that
0: wasn't even an actual train. That was a fake train. Yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Which was funny. Do not get me wrong. It would have been funnier if they would have it was the pigeon. Know, just just laid into it where, like they, they run over the pigeon. Yes. But no. No. So, they don't.
0: Yeah. So getting the pigeon is actually the first part of this, but it is true of nearly every other uh, animated character part that does have a speaking role. There is something wrong with the lip sync on those characters. Agreed. It's, it's almost. Here's the thing. It's not a problem with the with the version of the film we saw. There was nothing wrong in the theater because we we I know this because all the dialogue matched up with the live action characters just
1: fine. Yeah,
0: but almost every animated character, the audio was just like a touch out of sync or they weren't even trying to get the mouth movements to yeah m- not even doing you know the three flat mouth movements that anime does to make the character's mouths match their speech it was just you could tell listen to it this is somebody speaking into a microphone while this image of a pigeon whose mouth happens to be opening and closing uh is in front of me that's what it felt like mm and the thing is, I, you should never, nobody should ever go into a film and think what it actually is. Yeah. Because a good film, a good movie, even a so-so movie will at least trigger your sensa- your uh, suspension of disbelief. Yeah. And this movie does trigger it, but it does not happen until Tom and Jerry... Is are in the park playing, uh, playing uh, playing the piano and dancing. Yeah, it doesn't happen until that point. Right. That's my second problem is that, and this is true of nearly every animated character that, that is speaks. True. Spike does it. The cats, the alley cats, do it. Mm-hmm. I think the only character I didn't notice it with was Droopy, but that's because he had a muzzle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so true. So you did. You so you did mention the fact to be like. The the animated characters seemed a lot more alive than the uh, their live action counterparts. Yes, so
0: because this movie does commit what I consider the largest, most heinous crime a family movie can can do, but not just family movie, but it's actually worse. It's it's more obvious when you have these two, uh, a two D live action hybrid movie the uh a good think back to who framed roger rabbit okay obviously there is a difference between the animated characters and the live action characters yes. we know this yes do you consider the live action characters to be two dimensional in terms of their depth
1: of as characters oh yeah absolutely you do uh, well, are we are, talking, the, are we talking about tom jerry or we talking about are talking
0: other- about uh who framed roger rabbit I, i'm using this as an example okay and Who Framed Roger Rabbit? The live-action characters, uh, you know, I can't think of any of the, their, their names off the top of my
1: head. I understood, but those characters—they, they do—they do they feel two-dimensional to you. Yes, be like no, Kirkson, They don't feel two be like two-dimensional. No, yeah. Do the cartoon characters feel two-dimensional in terms of character depth?
0: Is there, do they have well, are they, are the characters well-rounded? Do yes. you, they feel like actual living beings is what I'm asking. Yes. They feel like, like you could, if even though you, the cartoon characters can't actually do what we see in the movie, yeah. in, you know, people who are like this, that given the circumstance would pull that kind of stuff. Yeah. So what that movie does, in my opinion better than i think most movies do is it made instead of making the 2d the the live action characters two-dimensional to match the two-dimensionalness they of the cartoons they made the cartoons more three-dimensional to match the live action right this movie tom and jerry does the opposite it does tom and jerry are pretty much the tom and jerry we know but they and, and all the characters but and all, and all the cartoon characters are very two-dimensional as you would almost expect them in those cartoons to be while the he- live action characters are essentially the humans we see in a Tom and Jerry cartoon that should not happen in a movie that's going to take you be an hour and 45 minutes long right if they really want me cuz you i need to care about these characters especially if they're going to be in if they're going to be major characters in the plot yeah. in a Tom and Jerry cartoon the humans are not major characters in the plot they are the reason some stuff happens but they're not the major characters mm-hmm. in this they are major characters they are half they they're, they're two-thirds of the cast right and they are as two-dimensional as Tom and Jerry are except Tom and Jerry at least feel like they've put some work into it to make them feel more fleshed out but I think part of that is with Tom and Jerry, we have to read more into what, into their movements. They had to put more work into communicating what's going on through Tom and Jerry's head. Exactly. Unlike what they have to do with any of the other animated characters or any of the live action characters, because there shouldn't, I feel like they dumbed it down. I guess it's really what I'm trying to get to in this long drawn out thing. They dumbed these characters. That doesn't, it really didn't feel like I was watching Tom and Jerry interacting with real people. Okay. And that's kind of what I want from a hybrid movie is I want these cartoon characters to interact in a believable way with real people. Yeah. To me, that's the entire point of a hybrid movie. And I can't think out. And and who framed Roger Rabbit is the only one I think that actually pulls that off. But I think the reason it's able to pull it off more than others is because it's already in that fantastical noir styling. Mm -hmm. that helps it along immensely this is just new york that is very dumbed down new york this is not how i i mean i don't want to i don't want people cussing at tom and jerry and all this other stuff but nothing i saw in there was that was believable
1: Agree, agree. And I know that
0: sounds weird. when I'm talking about a movie involving Tom and Jerry that matches the Tom and Jerry cartoon. Yeah, but it, it is it But you you have this other set of plot lines in there that, while they do do a good job of wrapping everything up, it I'm just I'm sitting there going, why should I care about Kayla? Why should I care about uh? I can't think of his name. Terrence. Terrence. Yes, I was thinking. Uh, The guy from Ant Man, yeah, because it is him. Uh, And I, 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 why should I care about Patrick Warburton? Because I don't remember his character's name. Why should I care about I? The worst ones. Why should I care about Ben and Peta? Is that her name? Yeah. Why should I care about Ben and Peta's wedding? Yeah, didn't. I didn't. They were more two dimensional than everybody else was. Yeah, and they are the focus of this. It is their wedding that. Tom and Jerry's antics are screwing up yeah. even though they themselves are kind of screwing it up themselves. The climax to this movie when everything comes together is they're able to get PETA and Ben back together to get this wedding done in a way that's more fitting of what they actually want. Mm. And I, I sit, I'm sitting there going to the end of this like, yeah, this has to happen because the plot requires it, but I don't care about these people. Mm. I don't care about any of these people. I care about Tom and Jerry, but Tom and Jerry aren't really doing anything to make me believe that they've really changed their ways any as they're supposed to give you the idea of why do they, I don't know why they care about Ben and Peter's wedding. Yeah. Honestly, I'm still curious why Jerry had his heel turn and gave the ring back. Why does he care about making, letting uh, Kayla let him stay in the hotel? because he's afraid the exterminators are going to
1: come? Well, t- Jerry can do a better job of hiding than that. That is true. So I so I do want to bring up one point. Uh I do agree with most of your points. I do agree with most of your points. Uh I think the character that we do find ourselves well from my perspective. Uh that you f- be like you do find yourself uh you know caring for, caring for the character of Kayla. Yeah. Be like you do She is uh, the
0: person that they put most of the work into.
1: Yeah, exactly. So everybody else around her be like is like you said, we're almost like a two dimensional character. There's, there's really nothing to them. Be like, you have, uh, Terrence's, uh, ambition to be higher and his fall from grace. And now he wants his revenge. And it's just, it's everything about this movie is flat. Mm, Yeah. It'd be like, story-wise it's flat. Be like, yeah, you get great antics and great silliness. Uh but if you're going to have this other story,
0: you gotta integrate it with Tom and Jerry better, and it's gotta be a story I care about.
1: Yeah. Anytime
0: I watch a movie, I've gotta care about the story. I gotta care about every part of the story. Yeah. You might have a little joke thing, subplot that's going on off the side that I can if I don't like, I can ignore. Yeah. But for the most part, I should like 75% of the plot. That's how I look at it.
1: Yeah.
0: And there's a lot of this plot, it's like I know what's going to happen. I mean, what was what did I say when they showed off the glass atrium?
1: Oh, yeah. That's going to be... That's yeah.
0: going to be... That's going down.
1: Yeah, that's that, going to be a They're going to
0: bust that up. I, that, I assumed they were going to bust it up at the climax. I was a little off. Mm-hmm. They busted it up halfway through the movie. Yeah. And they didn't even bust it up good. <laughs> they just fell, from the, the the fell right in the center. It's like, no, the whole... The whole ceiling needs to crash in. Well, the
1: glass atrium should be completely destroyed.
0: And good night. This is supposed to be taking place in New York City, right? Yeah. Except for a couple of establishing shots, this does not feel like New York City because obviously it's not. It's, it's not. It's Quebec. Yeah, it's Quebec, Canada. <laughs> and it's like, I don't. I forgot until when at the very end when they said and uh, Joy, honestly, I thought was the most. Fun character in the movie Oh yeah. Wow, yeah She says why don't we just use that garden out f- Across the street Oh you mean, go, Central, you Park? mean Central Park mm-hmm. it's Like, Oh you can call it whatever you want And I'm thinking Oh yeah this <laughs> takes place in New York City I didn't even know this was over by Central Park Cause I forgot <laughs> Cause a house Well I mean The one time we Every time we're out in front Like when they are delivering the elephants Yeah they do a good job of not allowing the camera to pan across and see Central Park yeah. if they're in front of Central Park. Park. <laughs> it's like as far as I know, you could be in any city. It doesn't you didn't have to do it in New York. You could have done this in LA for all the difference it makes. Heck. Put it in Quebec. That would be a weird twist.
1: Yeah. But they like you said, they never really established like, yeah, you had a big establishing shot, be so like, oh, they're in New York, but you never really got that New York feel. It, right. It didn't feel like New York. It felt exactly. like Quebec, <laughs> but um, it,
0: well, it felt like generic town, which is yeah. essentially what most Tom and Jerry t- cities look. Uh, most towns in a Tom and Jerry cartoon would look like, but right. to some degree, if I go to a Tom and Jerry movie, I'm, or, I'm a movie that is I know is a hybrid film. I'm expecting a little bit more oomph to it. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not a big fan of this style, mm-hmm. and I'm certainly not a big fan of the movies I'm about to mention. But at least the Smurfs felt like it was in New York City. <laughs> wow. At least they pulled that part
1: off, right? Yeah, this movie didn't. This movie didn't. So another, If I was a New Yorker, I'd be pissed right now. <laughs> yeah. So another point I want to bring up, the they padded this movie's runtime. Yeah, there's a lot. Well, that's the thing. They padded a lot of it, and
0: then they cut short one scene and had that stupid pigeon come back and say oh by the way here's what's happening
1: oh my gosh like, She's like really w-
0: no what are you doing <laughs> and the thing is the padding is the perfect spot for tom and jerry antics yeah and they don't do that. there's actually not enough tom and jerry antics in this movie i would agree which to some degree i'm fine with because if you're going to tell a story with tom and jerry doing stuff yeah you kind of gotta you know at least bring Tom and Jerry back a little bit. Yeah. But most of the story, the thing about the ring is the stupidest thing about this movie. Mm. Cause a, why was she wearing the ring in place that she could easily lose it? How did she lose it? When did Jerry get it? Why did Jerry give it back? Why? Honestly, I, that's the part I understand the least. Why did Jerry give it back? He was w- already willing to give it back before she said that line about the exterminators. Why did he decide to give it back? He was afraid it was going to cause a problem. Was he feeling sorry for uh, stealing it for stealing it? Honestly, that that might be the biggest issue because uh, that thing is Jerry's emotional range in this movie is kind of low. Yeah. But it's not low correctly, if that makes sense. Okay. It it just doesn't feel right. Because I don't believe Jerry wanted to give the ring back. But at the same time, I'm also looking back at all the other stuff, and I'm thinking, Jerry would have never stole the ring in the first place.
1: Yeah, that made no sense.
0: The fact that Jerry is going around and stealing stuff doesn't make sense. The only thing Jerry ever steals is cheese. Yeah. So him stealing food, you know what? I'll let that slide. But and it, but and admittedly, in the in the cartoons, we never see how he built a home before. Yeah, his home's already built at the beginning of the uh, beginning of the cartoon, which I would have been fine with here, and then I wouldn't have to wonder about Jerry's, uh, you know, kleptomania that apparently he has. Yeah, and then care about why he stole this ring and why he wants to give it back. I know why he stole the ring. He thought it would look... Uh, he'd make a good chandelier. Mm-hmm. But then I still don't know why he gave it back. There's no explanation as to why he c- would care about PETA or Ben. Yeah. The, reason why, the only reason Tom would know anything about this is because he's had to interact with them. And he's got a girlfriend, essentially. That's PETA's cat. Yeah. So, of course, he's got an interest there. Jerry is a mouse. Is a mouse. And he does not... He's doing things to be a mouse and they actually did not do a good they get they did a disservice to his character in the show because when jerry in the show feels bad about stuff he, you at least know why biggest example i can give is always that christmas one that i think i talked about two years ago at uh when I, we talked about christmas shorts yeah when at the very end jerry felt oh no it wasn't jerry that was tom sorry But there is a couple times where Tom gets in trouble and Jerry does stuff to make up for it. Mm. And you understand why. Because they have a love-hate relationship. Here, I don't know if they really do. They just attack each other one moment and are friends the next. And no apparent explanation as to when this switch happens.
1: Because the plot demanded it,
0: basically. And and that's the problem. You should never do something because the plot demands it. Yeah, there should be an an in universe reason. Agreed.
1: Oh, the anyway, I yeah. I've been ranting. The 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 plot in which is like just didn't make any sense to me. One, they they bring up
0: one thing. The plot would not they they would never stay on the plot for half the movie.
1: That is true.
0: The plot, you know, most plots have a three act structure. I'm convinced this has a three act structure that's more wibbly wobbly timey wimey than anything else. That
1: is true. So the the core the uh, they're trying to say the core story of this movie is this wedding. Yeah, and trying to invest in everything in this wedding, and the wedding just feels like it's filler. Be like you, you have this amazing hotel, you can do all these shenanigans. Yeah, and all your focus goes to this wedding, what? this one wedding
0: we could have so many cameos in this hotel and they never do a cameo yeah now, granted i actually think she integrates herself into the hotel pretty well she has more respect for most of the hotel staff than uh terrence does mm. i mean terrence blew joy off em- almost immediately says mm. he, she and the minute joy can be a little creepy sometimes but yeah kayla worked with joy kayla understood how good how uh important joy was to what was going on, How, her viewpoint. She was able to work with her right? use that to her advantage. Mm. Of course, part of that's because Terrence is a two dimensional character who is obviously very, the very snooty uh, hotel manager who thought that he was, because he was bigger and more posh. He was the most important man in the room.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, I keep interrupting you. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> You're good. So this, this wedding between Ben and PETA is the biggest waste of time in this movie, like you could be doing so much more with this story. You could be like, I'm not going to go into trying to analyze or try to try to speculate what they could have done. But with the film they had, they could have very easily done more shenanigans and made Mm -hmm. this more of a funner film. But this entire, you know, Ben Peta, who are Instagram stars, apparently.
0: I couldn't tell why they were famous. Other than they were now New York City sweethearts,
1: yeah. So. And here, here's here's one other thing that Terrence mentions when he's you know touring, be like he's having a uh, Kayla tour the tour the facility is like, oh, we've had four presidents, we've had queens and kings and like celebrities, but this is the biggest thing we've ever done. It's like, no, this is just. The next newest thing you've had Yeah, to do. this is exactly... It's so what's
0: more, most prominent in your mind because it's the job you have to do right now. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, they make so many changes to this wedding at essentially the last minute. All right. Because this entire movie takes place over the course of at most three days. For the most part. And in that three days, they bring in elephants and animals and... All this other stuff? Yeah. That was apparently not on the not been on the books for the past, I don't know, at least a month? Yeah. I've never planned a wedding. But I've known people who had, and that's like, you don't make that sort of change at the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> at yeah. The la- at the, at, when, when you show up at the, the, uh, the venue, you pretty much know what you're going to do as long as something crazy doesn't cha- happen and you've got to make a quick you know punt yeah this is like no we're just gonna make this thing wilder and crazier to make the antics w- at when tom and jerry inevitably are going to destroy this wedding because yeah. you know they're going to the minute they even announce this wedding is going to happen oh yeah absolutely uh, they, to make it even crazier and yet somehow it doesn't live up to the what we're hoping for
1: true in a way yeah, true, just the...
0: the Especially... Sorry, I'm, I'll get back off. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Especially when you know Terrence lied to both Tom and Jerry. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, I can only bring one of you back to the hotel. Yeah,
1: it's just... Oh, Who will
0: it be? I think it's going to be... And, of course, he brings Tom in. Mm-hmm. Because he's already got Jerry there. Yeah. And you know that's what's going to happen. It's like...
1: Anyway. Yeah. There's just all these really weird plot threads that we're supposed to care about these these two lovebirds we're supposed to care about them we don't uh we're we're supposed to care for uh Terence's flight that be like now he's he's been uh he's been suspended or he's been fired what have you and now he wants to get his revenge and everyone saw him do this and yeah. like and Kayla's like oh I won't tell anybody everybody saw him do it
0: everybody already
1: knows everybody what knows what he did and
0: yet he does not he first off his the reason he was fired was a bad reason that should have yeah. been Kayla's firing yeah I think we agreed. can both agree with agreed. that agreed because he was actually doing the best he could under those circumstances so I understand why he wanted revenge yeah But the way he went about getting his revenge not only should have resulted in him never being allowed to step foot on the property again, much less return to his role as event coordinator, Mm -hmm. he should have been arrested and taken off to prison. Do you realize he is the closest thing this movie has to a villain? Agreed. And
1: he gets no
0: comeuppance when he should be getting comeuppance.
1: Yeah, if you think more like a comedy like this, you are going to have... Like I said, your main villain is going to get the upcoming upcomings, but comeuppings, uh, comeuppings. There is. It should have been this flat out hysterical thing. He's being dragged off or what have you. Yes. And Kayla replaces him. But no, he's back to where he was. And like, they're trying to be like, oh, Everybody. everything's nice, nice and fine and all that kind of uh, stuff. Like, what? <laughs> because that's the thing.
0: Everybody in this movie, every character. With the exception of Jerry's rat realtor, got a happy ending in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Nobody. Uh, uh, I, correction. I stand corrected. Ben got billed twice
1: for the wedding. Oh, that. Oh, the The very the, and, and
0: during the, the during the after credit scene. Yeah. Which, by the way, don't stay for. It's stupid. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's it feels like they wrote the, the episode, uh, wrote, wrote the scene, cut it for pacing reasons. And then decided to put it back in.
1: Yeah, because you're like this is a spoiler section here. This very the last scene is quite literally they're back at the first the 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 first wedding, and they're like it's no no it's the second wedding yeah, but it's not at the park. Yeah, it is. They're outside. Okay.
0: It wasn't inside at the uh, thing. Everyone's clothes were still clean. It was after the. The first wedding, everyone was you know everything was destroyed.
1: Only problem only only problem with that is that Ben is wearing his same clothing he was wearing during the first wedding.
0: Maybe so. As I'm just going off setting because yeah. it looked like it was outside. Because and Terrence was in his was dressed back up as the event coordinator. Mm-hmm. So I I assumed it was in Central Park at the end of the, at where where the movie ended.
1: Yeah. Where, I, where I'm assuming maybe this they is, had
0: a costume error maybe Ben I don't know yeah
1: my my assumption is my assumption in this scene is is they shot the scene thought most likely thought they were going to do the in the last shot the, the the conclusion of the movie still within the hotel so then you be like they set that shot up but then they reset it in another area so that's why it doesn't make any sense
0: I uh, I think it doesn't make any... Here's the thing. Even though it, the sense issue is a problem. Even though... Honestly, I think it was still out of the park. Just from my what I okay. saw. Okay. But either way. That doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not even a funny scene. No, it's not. It's supposed to be... The after credit scene for a movie mm-hmm. is supposed to be funny. Yeah. Or leads into something. Or leads into something else. This is just... Oh, yeah. You're getting billed for two weddings. Uh... We've gone over the numbers. You're this is going to be crappy for you, man. And they well, both walk off. And they all walk off. It's like That's not funny. No, it's not. It's like Well, that's especially after the cheapest in credits scene in credits mm. I have ever seen in a movie. Yes. Agreed. Good night. If you're going to go to that much trouble just to have you know, They would have been better off with black I mean, this is going to make uh Paul the master Interrupted powers over on retro on podcast disagree with us, but this movie would have been better off with white text on a black background. You don't know that reference, do you? Uh, it's his biggest running joke, is he hates white text on a black. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Scenes. That makes sense. This would have been better off with that because we're both sitting there watching this, and we both realize at the same time this is obviously just panning down a two dimensional image. Yeah, pretty much. The there's. It, there was really no creativity. There was to. No, no creativity. To, there, at least do parallax scrolling. Yeah. Where the background scrolls at a slower speed than the than the, the words do to at least give you an interesting image. This was still shots from the movie that w- the credits were pasted on top of that was slowly scrolling upwards. Mm-hmm. Why should I care what that looks like? I I know it's credits, yeah, people don't care about credits, I think. But if you're going to have an after-credit scene, even if it's a stupid after-credit scene, right? You should give at least give people a reason to be to to look up at the screen instead of looking at their phones uh, as that's going on. Mm-hmm. That's
1: just anyway.
0: I think I've about gone through. Oh, okay, all my so, everything. So all right, so I'll probably still interrupt you. But
1: all right, so as of right now, uh, the date is the February twenty eighth, two thousand twenty one. Mm-hmm. So on Rotten Tomatoes, right now this movie was just released this weekend. Yeah, it has a tomato. Uh, its Rotten Tomato score is a twenty five.
0: I can see that.
1: Yeah, its audience score is much different. It's eighty four right now.
0: I. I would say that's being highly met. What's um, what I'm looking for? I'm, I'm curious to see what that looks like a week from now, when mm. the uh, the audience that's just going there to have their, to keep their kids entertained for an hour and a half yeah. are not the, are going to a different movie or something. Because honestly, while I do consider this better than Tom and Jerry the movie this movie does leave a lot to be desired
1: yeah i agree
0: a, a, a 50 i would understand because like i said the movie's okay it's not horrible
1: yeah it's just there are things that's like well this could be better yeah it's it's more it's like extreme nitpicks yeah at the film and there there, there are a lot of plots they could have literally just dropped and streamlined the the, the story much better mm-hmm. and made it uh not more digestible, but more, uh, more suitable for what it is. Cause it looks like they were trying to take every little thing and make it just, you know, cramp everything into the story they could. And I think execution wise, it wasn't, uh, wasn't very well done. Let's say right. that. All right. Do we have anything else to gripe,
0: moan and complain about? Um, I think we've done a lot of that.
1: <laughs> I think so. Um, other than that the it like Drew said it's okay of a movie it's not the high of highs nor is it the you know the bottom of the barrel uh, there are a lot of the movies that it's a lot of the movie that doesn't it's not incredibly desirable to go watch uh, but it's it's gonna be a fun goofy time for kids. And uh, for adults, be like, you might get some humor at it. You might get some, oh my gosh, they use this character. Mm. Okay, that's funny. But other than that, it's kind of a disappointment for a film. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a middle of the road movie.
0: Like I said, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's not great. It's not horrible. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Anyway, that brings us to the end of our reactions to Tom and Jerry. Join us on our next episode, which I don't, know exactly which episode is next. I mean, we got three episodes of Tangled uh, coming up around this, and then Hercules, I think, Mm -hmm. at the end of the week. Yes. So join us for any of those. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! So where can they find you,
1: Jacob? You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron, also on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day I don't get to it as often as I like but uh, join me there also you can find me on Instagram at Jacob e. Heron on Twitter at Jacob Heron and Letterbox at Jacob Heron so where can they find you Drew?
0: you can also follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759 Facebook as Drew Dodgen uh, my Facebook page where you can see pictures I've taken at Drew's Photo Bin you can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759 You can email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cast underscore cell. You can follow us on Twitch at
1: twitch.tv slash thecellcastgaming. You can also follow us on YouTube at Cellcast. Listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and your favorite podcast directory.
0: You can also listen to us on the Movie of the Week podcast with Jim Herron, where we talk about live action movies. And remember, Cell is a single single L. L.